At Alina Health, it's our mission to provide exceptional care, prevent illness, restore health, and provide comfort to all people in our community. Here's your host, Melanie Cole, with the WellCast. The good news is today, lots of people are surviving cancer, but the treatment can leave a person weak and deconditioned. My guest today is Dr. Liat Goldman. She's a cancer rehabilitation physician with the STAR program at Courage County Rehabilitation Associates. Welcome to the show, Dr. Goldman. Tell us a little bit about cancer rehab. Really, who is a candidate for it and how does it work? Well, cancer rehab The STAR program that we work with is designed for rehabilitation for all phases of care. Um, We're talking from diagnosis to survivorship to end of life, if that's what it comes to. Um, So, you know, when people think about this stuff, they often think, well, um, you know, right now I don't have an issue, so I don't need rehabilitation. Um, Or they think, wow, I'm too sick for rehabilitation. Um, And the truth is that there's always something that we can do to promote mobility, and assist with mobility in all phases of care. So in earlier phases of care, a lot of it is education on what cancer-related fatigue is, on um, maintaining a mobility program during treatment, and on the data and information that we're um, discovering more and more that shows that that's beneficial. And down the line, it's, you know, dealing with how we maintain mobility um, in light of any um, functional issues that may develop um, or be they develop as a result of treatment or be, you know, related to prior issues that have gotten worse during treatment. Well, you mentioned that some cancer patients think that they're too sick to exercise, and really we know that it's just the opposite. What do you tell them, and how do you get them motivated to even just begin moving around and walking? What I usually tell them is, you know, we used to think 20 years ago that if somebody has cancer and they're getting treatment, they need to preserve their strength. And what we're finding more and more is that two things happen if you don't move around. One is that you get weaker from the treatment, and the other is that you lose muscle mass and strength from that. And so, actually, the recommendations for mobility now are, for mobility during treatment, are the same as recommendations for mobility when someone isn't in treatment. It's the same American College of Sports Medicine guidelines of 30 minutes a day, five days a week. And then what I'll usually tell people is, you know, I'll use an illustrative story that, um, that, will coincide with their level of mobility. But one of my favorite stories is a woman that I was working with when I was in fellowship who really was so weak um, when I first saw her in the hospital that she um, she really couldn't sit at the edge of the bed without support. Um, and so with someone like that who's already so very weak, how do you proceed? What you proceed doing is small, very small, but very consistent activity. So she advanced her program by having a lot of assistance with sitting up in bed. Her husband would help her with sitting up in bed. We gave her a bunch of bedside exercises. And while she was in the hospital over the course of that couple weeks, um, we got her to where she was walking about 150 feet with a walker and was able to go home. So sometimes people can really have quite substantial progress with a very low baseline, um, what I would call a, t- a technically low baseline, or where they feel like they're way too weak to do something. Um, and the way that you approach that is in small small but very persistent bursts of activity. So when in the cancer treatment process do you recommend getting involved in therapy and fitness activities? Uh, right away. Right away. I really, it can, if what I'll tell people who I see early on is if you never see me again, just if you take nothing else from this appointment, just take that you need to be moving on a regular basis. Do not stop moving when you're tired. 
you're having a bad day. It doesn't matter. Do something. You can do something a few times, but don't stop. If you stop, you're going to have a much harder time than if you maintain your mobility on a regular basis starting now. Tell us about the STAR program. We're hearing about that more and more with cancer patients, and your program and you are STAR certified. What is that? What does that mean? Well, the STAR program um, also has a very interesting backstory. The person who really um, is the uh, sort of spearheaded this is a lady named Julie Silver, who was a rehabilitation physician at Harvard um, and wound up being diagnosed with breast cancer. As she was having her treatment and subsequent to treatment, you know, she had gone from this very active lifestyle and she had all these issues with fatigue and mobility and really felt like, you know, I'm a rehab doctor. Normally we're the specialist with this stuff and I don't really have a great set of resources of where to send myself. You know, <laughs> I'm fatigued, I'm having these mobility issues, so on and so forth, um, and, and I don't really know where the next place is to go. Um, and kind of out of that impetus, um, she started working a lot with uh, cancer rehabilitation, and um, that that program that she started has really grown to be a nationwide program. So that program is the STAR program, and it stands for Survivorship Training and Rehabilitation. And it is designed as a partnership between oncologists and rehabilitation physicians in order to target functional impairments early on in the process of treatment and to address them and to provide a coordinated um, program of care for uh, function while patients are having treatment and then um, also subsequent to, tweet, to treatment. Um, so that program is now a nationwide program. Um, the STAR certification is, additional, um, is an additional uh, you know, training that the physicians do, that all of the physical therapists that work with our program do. And I'm pleased to say that I mean, part of why I wound up here is that um, we have one of the most well-developed um, STAR programs, uh, a network of outpatient services for physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy um, for this patient population. Um, I did my fellowship at MD Anderson in uh, Texas, which is um, typically number one or number two cancer hospital in the country. And we did not have as well-developed outpatient physical therapy services, occupational therapy services, you know, ancillary services for the patients who were having treatment or going or, or subsequent to treatment. Um, we didn't have that there. We have that here. So we're really lucky in Minnesota in that we've got a very well-developed system with a number of providers. What a wonderful program. So tell us what types of fitness activities because we've heard that strength training might be a little iffy. If someone's going through breast cancer treatment, it can exacerbate lymphedema. Tell us about the fitness activities that people can do while they're going through cancer treatment. Well, the easiest thing to start, what I will often give people, is just a walking program. If they're not doing mobility walking, we can start them with walking. That's a very simple thing to advance. Um, additionally, there are a lot of misconceptions, actually, about what you can do um, what are the risks of lymphedema um, and and the benefits or uh, the negatives of exercise in lymphedema. So the, it actually is, um, it's not uh, entirely true that you should limit or not do weight training if you have a diagnosis of lymphedema. Um, typically what people will do will be lower weight um, and often they'll need to exercise with a lymphedema sleeve on, but um, there's no clear correlation between exercise and development of lymphedema and 
typically um, mobility uh, and strength training um, actually is beneficial for maintaining good flow in the arm. Things that you avoid, uh, particularly if you have had multiple lymph nodes removed and you have lymphedema, are often repetitive activities, um, especially if there's like a downward or gravity, you know, kind of focus. So the patients I have that will sometimes get some lymphedema exacerbation uh, get it from things like uh, vacuuming the floor, you know, where there's this sort of jerky, repetitive back and forth motion with a real downward kind of, or the gradient of the force is really down. Um, but we do have patients that have lymphedema that do strength exercises. Uh, what we'll usually do is set them up to see physical therapy and get some really good guidance on what they can and can't do, because certainly there are some things that could make it worse if you don't have support with that. Uh, typically, if you want to be referred for the STAR Rehabilitation Program, um, you can ask your oncologist when you see them. That to tell, You can ask them to meet with a STAR provider, or you can ask your surgeon, if you're going to be seeing a surgeon first, to meet again so that you can get set up with cancer rehabilitation services. So you just ask your physician that you're seeing for the referral, and then we'll get set up to see you from there. And Dr. Goldman, in just the last few minutes, please give your best advice to the listeners for fitness and cancer and the benefits of staying active and fit while going through cancer treatment and how someone with cancer can access the Courage County Cancer Rehabilitation Program. So again, um, if there's nothing else someone listening to this takes, I would say, please don't stop moving around. Don't stop doing what you need to do. I know you might feel tired. I know you might feel some days you really don't want to do anything. A lot of people say that, and it's very true. But if you can do even a little bit every day, you'll do way better than if you do nothing. So sometimes I have, you know, with with this stuff, your strength is going to wax and wane. If you're having a bad day, do less. Do it a little more frequently. If you're having a good day, do more. Listen to your body, but do something daily. Um, it'll help keep you stronger. It'll help keep you more active. It'll help you tolerate your treatment. And it'll help with your mood. Um, there's more than a hundred different studies I've read on mo- benefits of mobility during treatment. Um, and so, uh, I, all I can say is that our, our previous conceptions of of what you needed to do are not correct. The best thing to do is keep moving. It's great information. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.